let's talk real quickly about how you make money in real estate. First step, you have to buy the properties right. You have to buy properties at a discount. The second way that you make your money in real estate is by knowing your numbers. This is super, super important. If you're implementing the Burr strategy, you have to know your numbers. Really cool tool we use to help us estimate our repair numbers more accurately is called Rehab Estimator Pro. Check out RehabEstimatorPro.com. Use the promo code DPI and you're going to get 40% off of the price. Rehab Estimator Pro has changed the way that we estimate our repairs. We used to kind of shoot from the hip. Uh, we use rule of thumbs. We use uh, square foot multipliers. And those things work, but this nails it down. Check it out, guys. RehabEstimatorPro.com. Use the promo code DPI. Hey guys, thanks for listening, thanks for tuning in, and thank you for checking this podcast out, produced entirely by Anchor.fm. Guys, if you're interested in creating your own podcast, Anchor is the easiest way to do it, and the cool part, it's free. Anchor has all the tools to help you create, record, and edit a podcast directly from your phone or computer. They even handle the distribution putting it out to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other sites. What's really cool about Anchor, they even allow you to monetize your podcast. Again, for free, you can generate income from your podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, please visit freewholesalecourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth. You're overthinking it, man. All right, guys. Welcome back. This is the Discount Property Investor Podcast. I'm your host, David Dodge, with co-host Mike Slane. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us today. Super excited to be recording with Dave. Uh, yeah. we, this is one of the things we like to do. We don't have enough time for it, seems like. We get out there and uh, look at properties, and that's fun, too. But, you know, it's nice to get in here and, and chat about real estate. With, uh, with one of my partners. I enjoy doing it. And, yeah, me too. Uh, I'm happy to be here today. So hopefully you guys are killing it in wholesaling. Uh, this is a Discount Property Investor Podcast. Like Dave said, we focus primarily on teaching people how to uh, get started in real estate investing. And the first way is through wholesaling. That's what mm -hmm. we always recommend. It's a great way to learn your numbers um, and then you know get your feet wet in this investing business without having a ton of capital. It's true. So it's again, great way to get started. Uh, today we're talking more about rentals. We're going to continue our little series on the Burr strategy. And today we're talking about uh, what to buy, right? Isn't that mm -hmm. kind of what we're going to delve into? Yeah. So last last episode we talked, you know, how to buy rentals, essentially. We kind of gave you a big picture 
on um, how to buy. So today we're gonna dive into the what to purchase a little bit deeper. Awesome. So we talked about location, we talked about the city and county rental laws, and you know, research your, your market to pick the area that makes sense for you. So we're really gonna dive into that today. So we are obviously out of St. Louis, Missouri. If you've been listening, you should know that. And let's talk about location, Mike. So we have rentals in our city. They are located in the North County region and they are located in the South City region primarily. Mm -hmm. We have some sprinkled out in other areas. Why do we have most of our rentals in those two areas though, Mike? Why is that location matter for us? Absolutely, so that's a great question and I would, I'll would i even expand it a little bit further Let's on why it. it makes sense for other people too. Okay. So we invest in those two particular areas in St. Louis because the numbers work. We know mm, our numbers. Know your numbers. And we can make cash flow in those areas. Uh, it's Dave, proven because we were doing it. So doing one on a street nearby is going to be simple versus trying to go somewhere that we know nothing about. 100%. Location, location, Yeah, and location. it's not to say you can't make it in other areas of St. Louis. Absolutely, you can. It's These are the areas we're having success with, so we're putting our money there. Correct. So why does it make sense? Uh, because we can get a positive cash flow or return on our investment in that area. So what you're going to do if you live in a, an, let's just call it an expensive market versus a less expensive market. So if you look at like the West Coast, so California, they've got, in our opinion, because again, we're Midwesterners, uh, they've got crazy expensive real estate out there, right? So I mean, you're looking at $500,000, you know, two bedroom, one bath, little bungalows or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not how we live here. And that type of property wouldn't make sense to buy as a rental in, in most cases. Again, mm -hmm. to come up with a the money to buy a $500,000 house is gonna be a lot harder than to come up with the money for a $100,000 house. And the rent, again, I'm not exactly sure. Isn't gonna sure. be five times. I, I don't suspect it's five times. That's that's the big problem. Right. It's gonna is be that, two or three times. Right, you're five. probably gonna be paying three to 4,000 a month. You also, in some places like New York, you've got rent controls. Uh, and again, I'm not super familiar with it, but uh, you can't increase your rent over a certain level. So it causes all sorts of issues. Same thing with San Francisco. You can't, you can't build, I'm getting, I'm digressing. <laughs> Get back to focusing on the fact that we like the Midwest. Uh, you should you should look for regions that make sense to invest in from a cash flow perspective. So what does that mean? Uh, it means that you've got to look at the purchase price, figure out uh, what you can finance properties for, uh, break down what your monthly payment's going to be, figure out your taxes, uh, insurance costs on it, and your estimated rents. That's it. So you're That's gonna, all you need. You're gonna you're gonna look at those those numbers and, and you want to have an out. estimated cash flow which is basically all the money that comes in it pays all your expenses and there's some left that's the cash flow so you want to have an estimated cash flow of at least 250 dollars why why does it need to be at least 250 dollars well because you're going to have vacancies and you're going to have maintenance and you're going to have management expenses so if you want to make it be profitable and actually turn this into a business and not a hobby you need to have at least 250 because there's going to be periods of time when it's vacant and you have no money coming in. So you need to have have cash flow, extra money saved to cover the mortgage in those months. You also are going to have expenses of dealing with things when they break and you're going to have to pay somebody to manage it or you can manage it. So that third expense may or may not be there, but as you scale, you are going to have to pick between managing all your properties 
or hiring a manager. So there will be a cost at some point with that. Wouldn't you agree, Mike? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we use property manager. We, we've gotten to the point where we need someone else to help us. Well, that and um, it's hard to do both. You can't be in acquisition mode and management mode. So we'll, you know, maybe at some point we'll open our own company. Who knows? But right now it works great for us to have somebody help with the leasing and the day-to-day -day management and rent collection because we are focusing our efforts on buying more. Absolutely. It's a full-time full job just managing Acquisitions. Properties. 100%. Right. 100%. So, okay, so we're talking about uh, what to purchase. Let's circle back again. And we kind of talked about the location, why we think the Midwest is a great area uh, to invest in. Uh, the type of property, let's, uh, let's touch on that a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. We like single family homes, right? So single family homes have been one of the traditionally best things to invest in. Uh, I think it's been a 6% return from the 1960s to uh, I think prior to the bust or so. Yeah. yeah. And then again, obviously after that, prices started going climbing again slowly and mm -hmm. we're, we're 6% seeing... a year. That's pretty awesome. Right. And that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Inflation adjusted all that. So it's mm -hmm. pretty good stuff. Uh, well, Michael, last episode we had mentioned, you know, that you had a friend who had a strategy on buying, you know, one bedroom mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we don't, our strategy is the opposite of that, but that's it okay. Is. She, you know, that particular person had picked a niche. However, we do own one bedrooms in a multifamily setting. We do. So there's a big difference between a single family rental and a multifamily rental. With multifamily, you get to dollar cost average the cost of all of those items by the bedrooms. We talked a little bit about that in the last episode too. So if you have one roof with 10 individual units, that's one bedroom units, that changes a lot of things. Yeah, We actually a own a 10 family mm -hmm. that has one bedroom units, but it's one roof. So, you know, type of property has a lot to do with, you know, what kind of investing or investor you want to become or, or do. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, uh, and the... that might be a cash flow play on a multifamily unit. Mm -hmm. However, the pros and cons of multifamilies versus single families is the barriers to entry obviously are going to be higher typically when you have a multifamily because you have a lot more plumbing a lot more electrical the cost is going to be higher the one of the major uh, cons in my opinion is the, the the liquidity of those deals single family houses are going to be very easy to sell because you have a lot of buyers out there that are looking you have people that are wanting to buy to just move into you have investors so on and so forth well with multifamily investment investments Typically, the owner of those buildings don't live in them. It's always going to be an investor mm -hmm. whenever you're dealing with larger properties. A duplex, maybe not. Maybe you have somebody that wants to move into a duplex and rent out one of the sides, but it doesn't really happen that way when you get up to four, six, and eight families, so on and so forth. So type of property um, is something that you want to kind of you know figure out what works for you. And if you're just getting started, we recommend sticking to single families. They're easier to manage and they're easier to um, kind of work the numbers on if you're if you're a beginner. Yeah, and I think it's probably easier to get a loan on them. Honestly, I think that, that too, uh, that a bank too. is going to have more com comfort with you taking on uh, that type of risk versus a, a good multi. Point. But uh, again, it, it just kind of depends on your experience level. <coughs> Absolutely. Excuse me. So, so the, yeah, no, figure out what, what what kind of investing you want to do. Stick to it. Love that. We talked about basements and garages pretty in detail last episode, so we'll we'll, we'll push past that. Um, my next, I think, you know, when it comes to what to purchase, the price, okay? Everyone's always gonna be thinking, well, 
what you know what do i look for in terms of price well that depends on you but the purchase price is very very important when you agree oh it's it's probably one of the most important things absolutely i mean so this kind of circles back to know your numbers and maybe you determine your purchase price by looking at all your other numbers first that's okay you can first say okay i think in this particular area i can get this rent okay well typically in our area we need to be at one percent of the purchase price in rent so if i'm looking at a property and i'm like i think i can get 900 dollars a month in rent for this well the absolute most i can be into this property for is 90 grand the absolute most in my market and your market may be a little different but it's a great rule of thumb it's called yeah, the one percent rule mm -hmm. i love that one so and that's uh, i love that you you, you we talk about the purchase price because i was just thinking of that uh that kind of saying there's three things in real estate and there's really only three things the price, the location, and the condition. Mm -hmm. Right. So you can't change the location. I mean, can't again, change that. But you get to pick all these things, though. Right. That's what's cool is up front before you buy it, you're picking all these things that you want. Mm -hmm. And you say, well, I don't really pick the price. Well, you do. You pick the property, and then you get to negotiate the price. Right. So again, it's pretty pretty neat stuff. So uh, price is very important, but it is it's going to be based on the rental income in your area. So you have to determine again if it makes sense in your area. Is this purchase price? going to be supported by the rent does the rent cover and is there a demand for renters in that area very good yeah, absolutely very good point. so one thing that we didn't touch on very very in detail last episode was the condition we mentioned it but we're going to really dive deep into the condition this is this important point. this yeah. is very important so if you're new to rental investing location obviously is very important um, the amount of rent is very very important and then of course knowing what you're looking for type of property uh, bed bath count having metrics in place next is the condition okay the condition is going to change a lot of things because this can affect how much you can offer on the property so whenever we look at a property we start with the end number in mind okay we use a simple formula called the mao formula and basically what it says is i can offer this amount of of, of money for a property based upon what it's going to be worth once it's fixed up or rehab to a rent quality okay multiplied by a discount rate which we're going to get into as well but that can change minus the repairs so the repairs are basically the thing that's going to change the most if i'm going to look at every house on a street and they're all three bedroom houses i can essentially assume that the after repair value of all of these houses is going to be relatively the same. Yeah, it's pretty similar. So that's what is a very good example. We were actually analyzing a property this morning and we looked at one on the same street a couple weeks prior. And we said, oh, here was our number on this one. Well, our number probably is gonna be pretty similar on this one. The This street, it's all, um, they're all about 900 to 1,000 square foot houses. Two bedroom, Two one bath. one bath, very small. Some have garages, some don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty much all you've got on this street. So that's all you need to know, essentially. Location's the same. Mm -hmm. uh, the ARV is the same. The ARV is going to be the same, so our after-repaired value. But the condition... The discount rate will be the same because of the location. Mm -hmm. But the condition is the one the thing that varies from house to house. And that's, I think, what most people struggle So the condition is going to affect, though, that other variable price. And those two are very intimately tied together. They're so that's something that takes a while to get a real handle on. So let's review our formula. What's the most I can pay for a property? Well, it base, it's based on the condition. So the formula is your MAO, your max allowable offer, equals 
your ARV or the after repair value multiplied by 0.7 or 0.8, it's a discount rate depending on your area, minus those repairs. Okay, mm -hmm. so yeah, love it, Mike. So the condition's going to vary greatly from property to property. So if the condition is move-in ready, well, that is not really that big of a deal in the equation. However, if that property needs 10, 20, sometimes even $30,000 worth of work in order to get an occupancy permit, so you can rent it, well, that's going to decrease your offer by 10, 20, or even $30,000 which is going to be equal to the amount that you'd have to spend to get an occupancy rate. That's the beautiful thing about wholesaling too, is David, if you, if you, They're kind of followed, yeah. well, if you followed with us along, you started learning your numbers by wholesaling properties. Mm -hmm. You went out and you've looked, you've made offers on properties. You've, um, you've got some under contract and you start marketing to other investors and other investors say, Oh, no way. Your rehab number is too low. That $20,000, you, you think I can rehab a, a, 2,000 square foot house that needs a new kitchen, three new bathrooms for 20,000, you're crazy. And uh, and that might be true. Again, it kind of you're going to learn your market by doing some of that wholesaling. So the condition is the biggest variable. Uh, we highly encourage you to get out there, network, and do some wholesaling to help you uh, network and learn and sell properties and find out what a good deal is in your area um, to get started. That's why I just I just love the fact that that's where we both kind of started from. Uh, we we knew we wanted to do rentals and start wholesaling here in St. Louis and start picking up quite a few more and yeah it's just it's really fun guys it gets to be fun. Absolutely, absolutely. So the rehab estimate is really what we're looking for whenever we talk about the condition. How so, much is it going to cost to fix that property up? So that way we can use the rest of our formula to determine how much we're going to purchase the property for. So the purchase price, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say that that is a, a um, it is the answer to a, to a problem that we're gonna solve. Basically, we're gonna use an equation to determine what that purchase price is every single time. It's all, it, it's a variable that's gonna change based upon the condition of the property. And then last but not least is the rehab plan. So we're gonna to wanna to put a plan in place once we determine the condition, once we determine the condition, uh, so we can get that property fixed up and ready to be leased out. And we're gonna go way into depth on that one uh, when we talk about rehabbing. So we'll go into um, all sorts of different ways to estimate repairs and uh, figure out what your rehab costs are gonna be. So, I love it. Yeah. All, All right, right, guys. Well, until next time, that was an episode on what to purchase. Wanted to get in a little bit more detail about that. Thanks for listening. Again, check out freewholesalecourse.com if you haven't been there already. And we wholesale um, and buy rentals. So we're using, uh, you know, we're basically keeping the best, selling the rest. We encourage you to do the same. Wholesaling is a job. It does require a lot of work. So put that work to use by buying rental properties so you can actually make money while you sleep. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Until next time. Welcome back to season two of the Discount Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share with you what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the discount property investor way. 
Make sure you never miss an episode and download the Discount Property Investor app in Google Play or iTunes today. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know about you, but the best way to get a motivated seller to sell you a property is to get them on the phone, right? You got to get them on the phone so you can get their email to send them an offer. You got to get them on the phone so you can get information about the property, maybe even get them on the phone to set the appointments. You can go meet them if you're doing this locally. Regardless, you have to get them on the phone. So the only way to go about getting a motivated seller on the phone is to have them call you by doing various types of marketing or you can call them, right? So in order to call these motivated sellers or these people that you are essentially assuming have motivation when you're doing your cold calling or your cold texting is to first skip trace these individuals and get information on how to reach them like phone numbers and email addresses. I personally use batch skip tracing It is the most affordable service that has the best quality data that I have found um, every single time I've tested it, which has been probably about a dozen. So I highly recommend BatchSkipTracing.com, guys, if you are interested in skip tracing. Use code DAVE, D-A-V-E, to get 20% off your skip tracing. It's a huge discount. 20% off, basically one in five skip traces is free with that code. Go check it out. It's where I do all of my skip tracing. And we're basically doing, you know, 10 plus deals every month consistently at this point, about five to six years in, in my wholesaling business. We probably use this service weekly at this point. So go check them out, batch skip tracing. Use code Dave, D-A-V-E. That's going to save you 20% on your skip tracing.